Did you ever play uh, Time Crisis? Is, that shooting game? It's like I was going to say, it's the one that they have at all the arcades where then you have to like click the thing in order to reload or shoot off the screen. Yeah, it's what, when you release it, you're behind cover and such, reloading. You know, they made one at uh, for like the PlayStation 2 where it did come with the game, like an actual gun. It's an actual game, yeah. Yeah. Oh. It was Time Crisis 2. I'm pretty sure is what the game was called. I bought it for the PlayStation. It was great. It was exactly like the arcade. I felt like that I was in the moment, maybe even going through a crisis. Wow. I love how you tied that in. You like that? That was a good uh, tag team there. Yeah. It's a uh, good tag team. It's like, I'm Clark, you're Pete. Right? Tag team. No. Best tag team? No. No, no, no. You got the roles wrong here. You know damn I'm well. Chloe, you're Lana. <laughs> That's better. All right. I'll do that. I'm Except for that. I don't want to have the horse thing. No, no, no. But either way, don't ever say I'm Pete. That's the main concern here. You're Pete. No. Dude, I don't even know if you'd be Chloe. That's, nah. No, I'm Chloe. You're definitely not Chloe. No, no, no. Her and you I take are, Pete. Her and I are like one and one. You're either Clark or Pete. There's no way I'm Clark. Dude, look how high he gets. There's no way. There's no way him and I are the same person. I would uh, give you this. If remember you... that remember that little friend date he took Lana on with the movie at the barn? That doesn't count. That's you. Dude. No, man, that doesn't count. Clark and I are not the same person. What Clark about sucks. Alicia when he like goes and opens the door for her and stuff? Yeah, it's really... so adorable. I'm in love with that scene. I'm in love with Alicia for that. I'm pretty sure her father still deserved to be thrown down the stairs, but that's a different story. What about, you know, Clark saying I love you to his dad? I don't do that. That's you, dude. No, That's no, no, so no. you. I hate my parents. <laughs> They're the worst. They're like the Smallville parents. Damn. Yeah. So which one's Martha? Which one's John? <laughs> my dad. I don't want to assume roles here. Well, my dad does not make pies, but neither does my mother, <laughs> so I don't know who we would call that. Put them both to the test and see which one's better. God. That one's Martha. You know what that sounds like to me? A crisis. <laughs> Too many to count. <laughs> Midlife crisis, you know. Set up. I'm just gonna keep doing that with every single thing. <laughs> it's a crisis. Yeah, if you really think about it, this is a crisis right now, <laughs> and it's kind of a crisis because we're back here once again for a "Somebody Save Me" podcast episode about crisis. This episode is fantastic. Oh, okay. this is actually one of the episodes where I didn't think I'd be able to get into it. I thought it was going to be a filler like last week with Garrett and his shitty ass brother. But now what we have here is a little in depth. You, you a- like this time thing? You like this time thing they're throwing at us? I can explain it. I can explain it at the end. They show me something that actually makes me know because spoiler we're going to have something to add to our little list of kryptonite we abilities. We have to add to it. And it's because they show us exactly what occurs in order for this time thing to actually happen. Yes, I know. So you know what that means? It works. You know, it doesn't sure. work the last 15 seconds of this episode. No, 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 no. It's really we'll, cool. We'll get to that, but that no, was... I got nothing. We got a great performance from our top 10 Smallville character of all time. Adam Knight, he's going to be center, front and center in this episode. It's going to be great. Spoiler on this. This is the conclusion of the Adam Knight saga. This is like the Dragon Ball Z Frieza saga, except it's Adam Knight. And now we are on Planet <laughs> Namek in order to finally end this. 
Yeah, so what? Adam's going to kill Lana, who's Krillin? <laughs> or Adam's going to kill Pete, because he's, he's Krillin? He's going to attempt He's bald, too. It, exactly, and that's where he's going to harm somebody that's going to make Clark transform into something that's then going to cause the ultimate defeat of Adam, is what I'm really hoping for. Hmm. But also, even with Adam being in this, I don't get it. Once again, I'm going back to even last week, the serum. How much does this guy have? How is he able to still keep it going as if he's the Energizer Bunny and he just doesn't stop? Even if you're bleeding from your eyes, there's also no even time consistency between. Is it whenever he bleeds from his eyes mean that there's like five minutes before he starts going to the ground in pain? I don't know. That's what we saw in Vince last week. So. What we see every time, except this one. Yeah, it's it, it's tough to explain because I mean we we have a lot of serum questions, you know. And I have way too many. Yeah. So again, this is season. Sorry, season three, episode sixteen, crisis. And like Taylor said, conclusion of Adam. We got a lot of, uh, I guess. No, I don't know. This, this episode's okay to me. This episode's it, okay. Taylor likes it for whatever reason. It's because we're diving more in depth into what you even mentioned, the serum here. We even have a teenager hotline. Did you... Because we really needed that. Did you ever call the teenager hotline when you were growing up? Oh, mom and dad are fighting a lot. Oh, I, I, I don't know what to do. Might kill myself. <laughs> God, okay. This is before those social media, so you didn't have anybody to talk to. I mean, I shouldn't even really make fun because they have these type of hotlines still to this day. They do? Like suicide hotlines and like depressed hotlines. There's literally numbers that exist if you just call it just for them to say something to you that cheers you up. What happens when you spell sex on the phone? Where does that go? You have to spell sexy. Sexy. Four. Remember, it's like 1-800-321-SEXY. Okay, you knew the number. <laughs> I just said three. Someone out there needs to test this number right now. <laughs> yeah, dial 800-321-SEXY. See what happens. Won't let you know. Yeah, Joseph doesn't know. He's just taking a wild guess with that wild number. Guess. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's real. I'll dial it with y'all after if y'all want. <laughs> You know, at the late night commercials between the Girls Gone Wild infomercial on Comedy Central at 1130, that's the little hotline thing that you would get in return. You're like, hell yeah. Are you looking for sexy singles in your local area? And then you would get the rapper that's saying, Florisha, you're on. By the way, I don't know this infomercial at all. I'm taking guess. <laughs> no, no, no. Taylor knows way more than me. oh (laughs) yeah okay (laughs) but anyways thank you again for listening to us once again on another wonderful week of the somebody save me podcast we're starting on crisis right now wow like Taylor said, we have Clark and Pete teaming up. So, a couple weeks have passed. 
So are we going to go with that they've been hanging out or this is like them like hanging out again, like maybe more now? I actually got this was one of the first times. And the reason why right. is because Pete even saying at the beginning here of, hey, thanks for being able to make it. Lana's not able to because she has a big test. Clark's like, yeah, she's real worried about that. I don't have to worry about that because I have super brain and That's I'm right. smarter than everybody. Mm-hmm. They all have the same test, but yet Lana is having to study Clark not even Lana helping her. Lana literally has no time to study. That's true. For God's sake, she has the talent to run. Yeah, she's literally studying at the talent because she's just got off. And when she's not studying at the talent, she's usually cleaning up Adam's apartment and having Lex <laughs> wipe some dirt off her cheek. Bye, Lex. <laughs> Thank you. I wish that Lex would have licked his thumb and just wiped that cheek. You got dirt on your nose. Just there. Just there. <laughs> Take the lot. I've been even watching those. Yeah, um, this it's is time. The, this is the season. It's time. Yeah, yeah that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. it's HP season. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so like you said, he mentions, yeah, thanks for coming to hang out. He's like, yeah, so it's cool. Like, I'd rather do this than stay over there. He's like, nah, I know you'd want to probably hang out there, but thanks, man. He's like, Pete, I think it's really cool. You're like, you you give back. You know, you're giving something back. Pete, you're such a good guy. How can anybody ever doubt you? Hey, Pete. And as Clark and Pete are inside of this Teen Crisis hotline building, we then see that Pete is only there because he's trying to get some ass. And maybe bringing the farm boy helps. Uh, Clark is actually probably a great wingman because he knows that Clark is never going to go past a certain point. So he's always the safe guy. Hey, whichever girl and I also, don't want, you get. He only loves Lana, so. Exactly. And Alicia was crazy, so. Yeah, but, man, Alicia, I miss. Can we bring I her back? I miss her so much. Just come it's back. It's been two weeks, and I can't get over it. Baby, come back. <laughs> and, yeah, she's like, hey, Pete. And Pete's like, yeah, Clark, that's my bitch. No, Clark actually said, I'm glad that you're doing this out of the kindness of your heart, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool, you're honing on your sensitive guy skills, huh? Watch and learn, Clark. I'm the master at this. A phone call comes in. Teen Crisis Hotline. Oh, uh huh. Your parents are going through a divorce? Man, that's so rough. You know what, though? My name's Pete Ross, and I'm here for you. <laughs> Have you talked to them about it? <laughs> and then, and another then the phone, phone rings, yeah. And Fo- then Pete snaps his finger. Clark! Clark, come on, do your job, bro. <laughs> doesn't even know what he's doing. He's like, what? He literally answers the phone. He's like, teen crisis hotline. I thought I was here to hang out with girls. But then this is what, this is a very interesting part of the episode. Because as the, when he answers, it's immediately like some crazy static. And then you hear Lana's voice. And you see Lana running. She's like, Clark, Clark, help. Help, he's after me. Blah, blah, blah. It's here. It's happening. And we see someone chasing her down with a gun. And raining outside. Like, yeah, it's raining. Yes. And yeah, walk like ran through warehouse or something. Is in the alley. Get shot straight in the back. Lana the, falls. Lana's done. And in the water, in the flood that's happening, bleeding from the back. Cell phone is dropped. Clark is now screaming. Lana. He then says, "Pete, call the cops right now." Pete hangs up on that divorce person. That person's probably now not okay. Suicide note tonight. <laughs> All because of Pete Ross. All because of Pete Ross, yes. Clark then speeds over. He speed runs in front of everyone in that office. 
Who? No, 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 no. He jogs go out back. of the office. He jogs go out. back. I'm not gonna. No, go no, no. Back. I want you to go back. I want you to go back. All right. Look. Uh, all right. I'm gonna look once again. Lana. Shot. Blood. All right. Look. Pete, call the police. Bro. Yeah, there's somebody walking behind Pete, too. No. Yeah. Yeah, somebody saw that. He literally was about to get out of his chair and just ran. How do you explain that if you're Pete? Um, how do you explain it to anyone in the room? Because oh. they all saw. He's really good at magic. Clark who? <laughs> It's been me this whole time. I see two coffees. I drink a lot of coffee. What are you trying to say, Stephanie? Yeah, I thought you wanted to hit on me, not yeah. accuse me. <laughs> you know what? You're already throwing a lot of accusations. This isn't going to work. I can never date white girls. What? That's <laughs> not what he said. I'm Pete Ross, ho. Uh, okay, that is what he said. <laughs> and now we're going over to the town where we see Clark running down the street, opening the door, Chloe is sitting there studying, looking up, asking, do you even knock? Yeah, they're just sitting there on the couch. And of course, Clark, do you knock much? Lana's like, you're late. I turned off the coffee machine an hour ago. And of course, he's confused that, oh, y'all are chilling. Then what the hell just happened? Okay. Clark. And now we get our opening credits. Did you really hear that? Or... Were you too high? Clark, let's go back here. He's telling them this inside of his own head. Hold on. Let's retrace the steps. What do you get high before Teen Crisis Hotline? Yes. Or would it be the Teen Crisis Highline? Are you kidding me? <laughs> if you had to pick up those phone calls, you are not going to want to be sober. Think about this, though. Clark walked in. No, sorry. He ran in the town. He was like, yeah. yo, y'all are chilling? I think I got a crisis on me. What? Because he heard the fucking call. That's what you're wanting to... Con okay. You cannot connect that with that. I'm not going That's to That's a crisis. Because what happens in this next scene? He's worried about it. He's talking about it. He literally tells the sheriff. I would have actually preferred it this way. Is that if Lana was like, sorry, I just got done turning off the cappuccino machine. And then Clark looked at the That's camera and said, looks like I got a crisis <laughs> on my hands. You're fucking dumb. Yeah, but that would have been better, right? Instead, we have... Clark or even when Chloe asks, knock much? Oh, got a crisis. <laughs> oh, no. She's asking me a question. Too many questions. What do I do? She I also... He also... Yeah, well, it would have been awesome. He just smiles like he did last episode <laughs> and then walks away and doesn't say anything. Well, y'all are good. <laughs> Man, imagine if you answered that phone and you just heard Lana screaming and he's just like... Yo, this really is the teen crisis hotline. <laughs> Pete, you weren't lying. I got a crisis on me. He's like, yeah, Clark. Me too. Divorce. Pete, does this happen every weekend? Like, how often is Pete working at this place? How often is the teen crisis hotline open? Yeah, I hook up with the girl behind you after our shift because, like, these calls get us so riled up. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You're crying because you failed your test? Uh, did you get a D? Yeah. Remember, girl, I'm the boss. The <laughs> boss, Ross. I'm not having luck of the Irish being brought back up into this ever again. Um, There's no, no. fast He gave him his nickname, so you have to remember it forever. Oh, yes. Dante's Inferno. <laughs> 
And now, so yes, like I said earlier, this comes back to the Teen Crisis Hotline. It's now the next day. And we're playing back the call that was heard. And we can hear it all. It's Lana. Lana's hearing it. She's already freaking out and being emotional about it. We have Sheriff Adams, Pete, and Clark all together. Oh, it came from a blocked ID. Don't know where it's from. It's like, well, you know, maybe it's a it's a prank, Sheriff Adams says. And that's where Clark then decides to butt in and say, no, there's no way that was a prank. And then Sheriff Adams looks at Clark and say, unless Lana grew a few inches taller and wore plaid for the rest of her life, do me a favor and shut the fuck up, Clark. <laughs> and then Sheriff Adams looks at Lana and truly just accuses her of making this prank phone call. Yeah. As if nothing was real. Sheriff Adams buys nothing into this. Like, she knows Lana at this point, right? Yeah, she knows Clark at this point, too, right? Do they do this all the time? Would you ever expect even Lana to do a prank call ever? Yeah, actually. Because this is what her prank call would be. Is your refrigerator running? <laughs> <laughs> like, being shown. Like, do it, do it, do it. And that's all she could come up with. That's all she could do. Because, obviously, what we've seen with even last episode, she helps old ladies. She crank calls uh, Pete Dinsmore and is like... Oh, this is Emily, your daughter. I'm out there. Yeah, come outside to find me. That would be <laughs> kind of fantastic. At least Lana would be progressing as a character for me. Now she's just staying I, in one spot. I think that wouldn't be progressing. Has she progressed at all this season? She's progressive. <laughs> what? Does she lets homeless dudes live in her loft. Yeah, that doesn't mean She anything. doesn't ask them questions either. That's not good. She's being really accepting. Okay. Well, mm. now Lana is saying, no, this wasn't me. Is this some kind of sick joke? Sheriff Adams truly walks away and says, I just want to let y'all know, prank phone calls are not at the top of our list, so don't contact me about this again. Yeah. Lana's truly terrified. Looking at Clark, Clark is telling her, do not worry. Don't worry, Lana. We'll find it. Lana gives him that look. I trust you, Clark. <laughs> Let's go to the Smallville High School. Okay. All right. You know what? This is you because I feel like since Joseph is the editor of this show, Joseph is going to be able to explain to me this entire scene. All right. So we go to the torch. And now Chloe's listening to the audio. And she has it on, obviously, her audio software, like legitimate. You can adjust the, the background noise, do editing on it. And Clark and Lana are with her. They're listening over. And you hear the you hear her clearing it up a bit. Lana's like, that sounds like rain. Clark's the weatherman over here. Oh, it hasn't stormed in months. It's like, Clark, it's happening. Why would I say that, Clark? Why would I say it's happening? It's almost like you were expecting something. Clark, please help me. And of course, Lana's freaking out again. But now Clark uses his super hearing. And he hears a male say, you're lying to me. And then he's like, all right, hey, Chloe, can I use this real quick? She's like, yeah, yeah. I think I heard something. Bro, my man's went full like Mark Zucker mode in social network. He went like locked in like he had headphones in. This is his job at Google. And he, he went Adam hacking mode. Yeah. Now, let me tell you something. Either this is extremely fake or he took like 10 minutes and they all just stood around him while he did that. There's no way he did that all in like, dude, this man is typing. He's he's hitting knobs and adjusting so many things about the audio well, that he, 
he managed to decipher a whole the whole male voice out, isolate it. Well, it's not even just the male voice that he then goes, he then dives even further into it saying, wait, there's another voice that we hear. And now it's something on the radio that he's trying to make out right now. And Chloe is even now skeptical going, okay, what exactly is happening? Clark is somehow some type of wizard going through all this. Wait, I think I'm going to be able to get this. Click, 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 click. Yeah, bro. And then she's like, how did you hear that? And, and why are we not questioning his skills? And that makes Viper 61 to 60. Yeah. Is what we find out 60. the other voices. Yeah. And then Clark's like, what? And then, yeah, it's hope for an undefeated season alive. Gunnerson. Gunnerson has come into the game in order to save the day. And, of course, they're all here in that. Oh, of course. Oh, my God. Chloe here. Gunnerson. He was benching the preseason. That's my girl. She knows her sports. God. Chloe, once again, another point. Reach. What? Nine years. Nine Why would years. she know sports? She knows She doesn't all. give a shit about sports. Yes, she does, because she has to, if anything happens, and it has to involve an athlete, you know who's first on it, the discovery and the story? It's Miss Chloe Sullivan, because the torch is always going to be the first. Chloe is Dave Franco in 21 Jump Street on how he feels about sports. Organized sports is so fascist, it makes me sick. <laughs> no, that doesn't sound like her. She would be very supportive. She only cares about weird, okay? No. And you get me, you got me whenever it's something weird on a sports team. But the oh Gunner, he was benched in the preseason. This girl's list. She's paying attention to preseason. All right, now let me throw something else out there to you. What if that one of the people on the team are a meteor freak and she has a theory about them and that's why she's able to know about the sports, including Gunnarsson, because he's the actual freak. But you're reaching too far now. I'm not reaching far enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know what Clark's excuse is for all of this? Oh, I heard that. I guess I, I missed too many Linkin Park concerts. <laughs> well, she asked, how are you able to hear that? <sighs> R.I.P. Jester. I have really good hearing, Chloe. Shut up when I'm talking to you. <laughs> yeah, yep. Chester would be screaming. That's what I mean. Lincoln Park is automatically there because this would have been live in Texas. This would have been some Dallas area show with Lincoln Park, which is probably one of the greatest albums ever. Oh, my God. I'm so glad they gave me a shout out to that. And especially with Clark even mentioning that, you know what I'm disgusted about? He does not listen to Lincoln Park. I wouldn't expect him to. Never in a million years does this man listen to that. I'm so grossed out. He'd be like the guy at the concert who'd just be like, Name me one song. Name me one, Clark. Bet you can't. Damn, he can't. Bet Lana listens to him. Mm. I would give it to her over him. Chloe's for sure listening to Lincoln Park. Whenever Lana's going through one of her breakups, dude, she's bumping that Lincoln Park. She's bumping Stained. That could be it, too. <laughs> and Hold on, I'm but we got another computer, Joseph. <laughs> oh, my God. So we go to the other computer. He flips around his chair. And now this is like the school articles or like news. It's not even, this game's not even scheduled to play until tonight. And look, there's a storm coming. And oh my God, the Vibers only undefeated this season. So this means this phone call maybe hasn't happened yet either. Are you saying? Wait, is this from the future? There's no way. Lana, no. And what's depressing is I was even putting in my notes in the scene. I go, wow, maybe Clark should be now back to being Freddy. 
Lana should be back to being Daphne and they have now those characters. But the moment that Lana said, are you saying it's from the future? <laughs> I go, okay, she's Freddy. The, Lana is Freddy completely where she has seen so much weird shit that she's still having a question. Future, have we dealt with that before? Yeah, we have. I'm surprised that they even react the way they do to things yes, sometimes because all point. of them because it's like, dude, we've seen enough in these three seasons, okay? And so yeah, they're just baffled by that. And we go to Luther Corp. And we're in Lionel's office and guess what? A serum vial gets thrown on his desk and He's like, what is this? And we have Lex now standing there saying, um, I think it's that experimental drug that you've been using in order to test patients. Why don't you be able to tell me about it? I'm not sure. Have you had this patent? <laughs> yeah. So now we got the confrontation of this whole thing. And <laughs> Lionel, of course, my goodness, dude. This is like the ultimate denier, bro. Why is Lex even here? I don't know why he's even choosing. To yes. Do this. Like, why try? And I get you lost your memory, right? He lost some of his memory, so he's still in this thing where it's like, he he does he doesn't think his dad is doing it, but he does. But it's like I trust him, but I don't. And it's like maybe he doesn't. Maybe he really wouldn't do this. But then again, he kind of would. Do I want in on it? I don't know. Hey, should I stop him? Um. The moment that Lionel then says, okay, I don't have time for your 20 questions. Like, what the hell are you even doing here, Lex? And Lex is then throwing in his face, you're doing experimental trials with dead bodies. I'm not sure if that's something I would call about human resources. I'm not sure if that's even something that's medically cleared. Can you explain that to me? What about Metron, Dad? What? Yeah, what's the Metron lab? What are you talking uh, Lex, about? The project they're doing. Dude, Lex. there's so many projects here. What do you uh, think? I'm current on it. I'm busy. What do you want? There is a, a serum you're making that has a certain Lazarus effect on the clearly deceased. It's like resuscitating the dead. <laughs> Lex, you're so silly. Word to the Lazarus pit, though. Yeah, seriously. Shout out to the Lazarus pit. Hopefully, we can have Jason Todd being thrown in there. So then maybe we can have some Red Hood appear. That's what would then spice this show up. But instead, we have Lionel, who is playing a game. And I, Cat and mouse again, dude. Here's the thing that I hate. Lex has an idea of what you're doing, but Lionel is truly like, idiot. No, like, not doing no. that. Look at all my evidence. You're an idiot. This isn't Clue, Lex. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, And it's like we've been around this, this yes! circle before. Yes, why are know? we even talking to him? You've accused him once, and he just flips it on you every time. Unfortunately, it isn't fiction here. So far, the the trials have caused patients' bodies to deteriorate while their minds retain consciousness. Let me see this, Lex. Sort of bypasses the code of ethics. But I guess it could mean big business, you know? And he's going through it. It's like, look, man, these papers don't actually show me accusations of anything you're talking about. You're right, Dad. They don't. You know who would probably think otherwise? The Daily Planet. You want me to kind of show them about this? All right, Lex. So we're threatening Dad now. And then... But this is where it becomes weird to me. It's so weird. Yes! He's so back and forth. And now, because Lionel turns around to him and says, Whoa, wait, son! Don't throw threats around if you want the project shut down. I mean, come on. We can do that. You don't do threats. I mean, what? You want the... You just said you had no idea. 
Yeah. And now you're telling him you specifically know about the project. And if you say shut it down, I'll do it. I love you, baby bear. Yeah. What? <laughs> and then now it becomes a thing where he's now saying, look, I must not be making myself clear here, dad. That I came back to Lupita Corp to be your partner. And Screw him over, Lex. And not a paper pusher. Get him. So this project can be billions of dollars. I don't want to shut it down. What? I want to be put in charge. What? And then his dad is like, oh, okay. And then we cut the scene there. I Dude. I'm so lost with Lex even mentioning that. What does he want out of this? I don't know, because then he tried to he tried to buy off Dr. Tang, right? And then he wanted, that, have- he wanted that information. Then he obviously he got more somehow. Finally got the vial and accused his dad of it. But then he wants to be part of it. And he wants to be in charge of it more than anything. And I just don't understand why and where this came from. Well, I mean, why would you ever be able to want to go into business with your dad for all the things that he's done? And here's the other side of this, Joseph, on why I'm even confused. Your dad was just attempting to lie to you about everything. Yeah. Your dad didn't want to tell you shit. He never does. So nothing changed. No, dude. Lex loves his dad. Why? Oh, no. You know, I'm still thinking the whole thing. Remember when it was like he lost his, you know, obviously his memory for that certain period of time. Oh, and he wanted it back, and now he's forgotten that he wanted it back? Well, maybe he's still working on it. Who knows? Yeah, because he's obviously has other side projects that he's focusing on now, such as wanting to have control over a certain group that his daddy hid him from. I'm I'm not understanding. Because, yeah, you know he remembers like the last three years, right? Because Yeah. uh, Or his whole life, because his dad sucks. It's never been good, nor have they ever been that partner. And also, once again, another issue. Lex even admitted that his dad just looks at him as a uh, paper pusher right now. Mm Mm-hmm. That's true. What are we doing? And look at this now. We come to the next scene because now Lex done pissed daddy off. The lab is being cleared out. Underground lab of Dr. Under- Tang. Yeah, underground lab Dr. Tang worked at. And she she walks in. It's like, what the hell is going on here? This is a restricted area. It's like, uh, actually, apparently it's not because um, you failed to tell me, doctor, that my son found out everything pretty much. Lionel appears accusing Dr. Tang of everything. Apparently, he did Recently pay you a visit. I want to thank you for telling me. Dr. Tang now is a little bit scared saying, I didn't tell him anything. That's a lie. Dr. Tang last episode told Lex all about it. saying Blood, pa- blood platelets. Yes, of exactly what they were attempting to do. So Dr. Tang truly just lied to Lionel. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry, Dr. Tang. You got you to play both the Ly- Luthers, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm, w- I'm with you, except we have to kill her now because you just lied. No, dude. Well, number one of the Luther game, you can't lie. They'll never, they'll never know, dude. (laughs) (laughs) They'll never find out. (laughs) Yeah, she's dead now. She's back in Korea. Don't worry, Doctor Tang. Your work is gonna continue, just not here. Yeah, this project technically never existed. I want this lab cleared out by the end of the day, and uh, or this time you'll find yourself deported back to your native homeland. And if I'm not mistaken, your government doesn't have much for. Use for women who have consorted with the devils of Western capitalism. 
Am I right? Did Lionel just make the same comment as Lex about being it deported? It must be a family thing. So we threaten people if they're from another country. If you don't cooperate, I'm going to deport you. That's the no Luther. No ticky, no laundry. Wow. That's pretty messed up. Yeah, dude. He looked at her and said, hey, North Korean, shut up. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, Pyongyang. Pyongyang. I'll, t- I'll send you to Pyongyang. I would have loved it if Lionel, I would have wanted to hear that accent more than anything. Disgusting. Lionel does leave the room now where Dr. Tang, I don't get this scene at all. She, she goes to that prison cell. She walks to the prison cell with the needle, with the serum, and a rubber, I guess you could say rubber like string that looks like what it's she like a little used. rubber hose that helps with, with like heroin. A, yeah, like uh, yeah, that you roll up on your arm in order arm. to tighten up that vein, in order to pop that heroin inside of you. Why does she have that? I don't know. Maybe because he would be calm and sit there. That doesn't make any sense because it goes in your chest. Well, he has also used it in his arms. She can put that anywhere. She doesn't need that. I don't know, dude. She's a doctor. Maybe she didn't need it. Maybe she didn't know. Okay, now let's continue this scene on how it doesn't make sense even <laughs> yeah, further with that. Adam immediately gets up, bleeding from his eyes. Looks like he's about to die. Grabs a syringe immediately and puts it in his stomach. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I said, does not need that rope or string or rubber, whatever. And he immediately heals. Wounds healed. Eyes stopped bleeding. The hell have you been? I've been needing this. <laughs> Dr. Tang, I'm back. <laughs> he then is able to take a drink of water. Dr. Tang is now apologizing to Adam, saying, I know you have been through so much. I have no idea why she cares. Why would you do this to me, Dr. Tang? We were trying to give you a second chance. I've been hearing a lot of noise out there. What's going on? Keep it down. <laughs> They're shutting down the lab. And, of course, he's like, where are we going? <laughs> He's like, um, you're not, you're not taking me with you, huh? Where you going, bitch? <laughs> I can't. What about the medicine? Mr. Luther took all of it, so that's it. That's, we're done. And now Adam throws down the needle. Dr. Tang is still there. He's like, you already know, I only have 12 hours, Dr. Tang. I'm freaking out right now. So now we are having a timeline of how long the medicine is able to work. I've only got 12 hours. You know that. Okay, Adam, Lionel is not going to help you. I promise. He doesn't even know you're alive. I have no idea where he's taking that serum. Okay, these are the wrong answers. (laughs) What am I supposed to do? And now Adam's just looking at her like she's a psycho. Dr. Tang is standing there scared. She is holding her rubber rope. Oh my god, I'm gonna kill you. And now she drops it as if that's her weapon of choice. I am lost. Yeah, no, we can just disregard that until we get to the next scene back to there. But... No, 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 we just, that's it. They ended on a little like, oh, what are we gonna do, huh? But... No, 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 it's cool. Let's get to the Luther Mansion. We're at the Luther Mansion now after that <laughs> wonderful scene. And of course, Clark's Lex is imme- Lex. Clark's immediately telling or sorry, Clark is telling Lex about the whole time phone call thing. Lex is like, "Look, man, I don't know about these quantum tunnels and wormholes, all right? It's like, what do you want me to do to help if it hasn't happened yet?" He's like, "Look. Lex. I know. Dude. I know." 
It's like, what? I know you're at the lab because we didn't know where Adam is. Lana said it was Adam in that call. I know you know where he is because you're with Dr. Tang. Okay, Clark, nice fantasy stories. But no, he then tries to honestly duplicate his father. This is really weird. Clark, what have you been doing following me? And now he's kind of accusing Clark of this. Uh, don't turn this around on me, Lex, right? I don't have the fucking time. We think Adam died of liver disease a few months ago, and I'm guessing he was one of Dr. Tang's subjects. So Lana's in trouble, and I know you're holding out on me, so you better tell me now. Yeah. And so he kind of he gives in, obviously. Where is like, he, Lex? Where is he? But Lex doesn't really answer the question. I'm not going to tell you. You don't want anything to happen to Lana, Lex. Come on, please. Lex then gives him that long stare. He's like, he's got me. All right. Trust me, Clark. There's no way Adam's going to come after Lana. How can you be so sure? Because Lex knows, of course, he's pretty much dead. But he needs, he tells him he needs constant injections to stay alive. Clark now stands upright and says, I need to see with my own eyes. Hey, listen, it's a secured lab. You're going to need some protection in order to go in. I'm not going to need anything. I just need you. Oh. All right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're right. Yeah, you do need me, huh? All right, fine. You got me. So now they come to the lab, right? Clark one, Lex zero. And now, <laughs> now they see, well, Lex is obviously confused too, but Clark's just immediately looking around, noticing the lab is ransacked. It's papers everywhere. Obviously, we know what happened. It's cleared out. What and, happened? Oh, no, we didn't see it last No, last no. Scene. By the way, Luther's don't do this. I've never seen this in Chloe's office before. <laughs> Chloe's office always looks perfect. You know what's cool about this, though? This hallway of bodies. We oh go to the hallway God. because they're about to go to the Adam's cell, but they see just dead lab assistants, doctors, whatever they are, scientists. By the way, they all look like they've been shot in the head. They look like they've been beaten to shit. I just got like a bullet hole in like a neck, bullet hole in the head. Lex is like looking around. Clark is like, man, I've seen so many dead bodies. This does not bother me at this point. Lex and him are still now walking down the hallway as they are continuing. There is truly just dead Dude, scientists. Dude, there's like a dead whole scientists. building's worth of dead bodies in there. And then they go to Adam's cell and boom, Lex is freaking out low key because Dr. Tang is here who was choked to death with that rubber thing and is now dead so it's like all right so let me tell you what i actually thought that she was doing in that scene with adam whenever she has that rubber thing in order to shoot up whatever i actually thought that there was somehow like she hid the vial and the pallets the blood inside of her and she was then going to transfer the blood of her into adam because for some reason, Dr. Tang had some infatuation with Adam where she always wanted to protect him and save him. So I thought that she had some backup plan, such as maybe something was hidden somewhere. What? Hey, I'm just telling you what I thought because I don't know why else she goes in there with the murder weapon that Adam uses to then choke her with. Maybe he didn't. she didn't think he'd kill her. She knew. That's the other thing about this. Adam hasn't been a good guy. Have you and Adam developed some type of relationship that they haven't shown us? I mean, they're clearly cool, you know? I don't think they're cool at all. No one cares about Dr. Tang. Except Nobody does care except Lex. Lex just wanted some knowledge, and that at that point, if she didn't have it, he wouldn't care about her. I have serious 
problems all the way around with all the dead bodies and everything. If you are Clark and Lex, would you call the cops? Yes. Would you really? Are you kidding me? I don't think I would. I would have Lex do it like another time, but I'm not doing it and I'm not staying there. This isn't my thing. Well, then again, you walked in there already and there might be evidence that you leave. Yeah, it's fine. That's why Lex can make the phone call, but I'm not sticking around because there's, I'll put it to you this way. There is, they can come and find me in order to answer the questions because if I'm sticking around and there's 20 dead bodies, I'm prime suspect number one now. True. Like, no matter what, I'm going to be on their radar forever. And also, I'm probably going to have a huge file if I don't already. The only thing is, this is now Metropolis. So, wouldn't Clark already have a file? Wouldn't he already look like an America's Most Wanted named Cal? Well, no one technically saw his face. Yeah, nobody saw his face while he's busting up those ATMs, huh? ATMs don't have cameras, right? Yeah. Near to have, the banks. We did have a problem with that. Yeah, near to the bars, right? Let's go to the exact scene that we have seen in an episode of <laughs> Luther Corp, the outside of it, as we now scroll the building to the top. Oh, yeah, they always do that. This is like the same thing. You do the scene. same thing with the farm. How dare you? The farm scenes are always classic. Yeah, but they're the same. Um, so Lionel comes in and doesn't notice that Lex is sitting right there. And he's like immediately accusing his dad once again. Was it worth it? Killing Dr. Tang and all those technicians just to get back into the pharmaceutical business? Um, I hope you weren't as emotional as this with the police, Lex. You sound like a little bitch. And you just said, I just spent the last five hours covering for you. Why? 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 Why not accuse him? Why wouldn't... Now you're in trouble, Lex. Congrats. I would just say it was my dad. I don't understand this. Or just tell him, I don't know what happened. These people died. I, I yeah. yeah. I appreciate your gesture, son, but I had nothing to do with that Metron lab. Listen, I'm going to say that you didn't have anything to do with those murders either, huh? Lex, you're making it sound like I'm some demonic person. And plus, do you really think I'd be so sloppy with all those murders? Please, you know I'm a much cleaner person. Blood, ew. <laughs> That's true. But yeah, no, he's not sloppy. Lionel's pretty good. So, hold on, I have to pause real quick because I got to ask you. You're trying to tell me that Lex... Goes to his papa's office. Tells him everything that he knows about Dr. Tang now. Five minutes later, Lionel then goes and busts up the lab. Where then Lex goes and finds out everybody that was there is now dead that he saw. Dr. Tang is now dead. Hmm. Two plus two equals Lionel. Yeah. That... Why would Lex ever think that this would be anybody else? Why would he ever believe Lionel? I just got done telling you yesterday, man, and now they're all dead. What are the odds? You think I'm that sloppy? Yeah, I do. Maybe. Come on. Maybe, dude. And <laughs> you wanted the project, Lex, or here you go. Look, it's yours. Plus, I have the, because Lex asked, how can you be so cavalier? Because I have all the trust in my new manager, Lex. The job is yours. This is so he can frame Lex right now and put him in charge of the division that's been murdered. Yeah, and hold on to that, too. This is an awful idea, though. For, I even put in the notes. I got this doesn't make sense. Is Lex this dumb? Well, no, not. Because he does say, it's like, yeah, fucking right, yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm like not doing this anymore. That's what I mean. What? Like, play? what you just played, you're going to give it to me? It's like, I'm trusting you to handle things. It's like, yeah, um, suit up in the 11th hour, bro. 
not about it. The game's over. Why am I coming in? This makes no yeah. sense. Thanks like, for the offer. He literally Dad. says, nice try. Thanks. <laughs> you know, clean up your own mess. And Lionel's looking there like shocked. Oh, I didn't get him. What? Yeah, it's like, why would you not? Why would you think Lex would take that? You raised your son off of the Roman history. Yeah, you this literally, is, you raised him from hell. Like, so. This is weak, Lionel. Even for you, you're much bigger mastermind than this. And now, let's go to the town. I thought I was used to seeing crazy things around here, but, you know, a massacre? That's crazy. What about Adam? You think he killed him? He obviously escaped from his cell and strangled his doctor, Lana. Idiot. Clark is with Lana at the town where he is just pretty much traumatized now from having to see so many dead bodies. He's a damn liar. Chloe <laughs> then walks in and says, All right, guys. My long-distance service guy finally came through. And I was able to track that phone call. And it is from a... What is it? The Burgess? Or is it Burgin? Uh, it's Rachel... Uh, sorry. Burton. Gwen Burton. Yes. Uh, does that ring a bell, Lana? Shows her the piece of paper of the person. She goes, no, I have no idea who this is. Thanks. Hands the piece of paper back. But why would they make a phone call to me, Chloe? I don't know. But it looks like we can wrap up another can-you-hear-me 24-hour survey because guess what? There were no outgoing calls from that phone. I was able to check from my guy once again because I know everybody because it's nine years at the torch. I hate you so much. Dude, Chloe. You get way too into that, dude. What? I'm so tired of her contacts. Like, all these contacts that she has, it pisses me off, dude. Even last episode, like I said. She's good. Oh, my long-distance service guy. Fuck off. All right. I'm tired of it. Okay. What kind of connections are we, are we doing here? Junior in high school. Oh, I guess it was from a really different time zone, Chloe. That's what Clark says. Okay, but now Clark... He's high. Okay. No, I actually think he is right for once where he says, okay, for once, guys, we actually do have an advantage because we know it's going to happen. Chloe and Lana are still not buying into it because to your point, Anna Taste points who sends me these photos, keep doing it, who then shows me Clark is definitely getting high because both women... What? Uh-huh. Huh? Or maybe they're high. Uh, no, there's no way. Not in this time. Chloe, <laughs> Chloe is only getting high whenever she's having to watch somebody in the barn where Lexan is able to escape. While he's holding a blanket thinking that it's Julian. And now they are going back and forth here trying to develop that plan. And Lana is looking at him as if she does not trust this plan. Clark well, says... Yeah, so it's to go hide out at the farm. Lana... or Clark makes that offer for her to be able to stay at the farm, and then they show Chloe giving, like, a look, but it's not a jealous look. Yeah. And I like that the editing try to make my girl look like that, but you know what? She's over Clark. She doesn't want that farm boy anymore, so I didn't like that. Next time, don't show her that way, okay? I think they just showed her to show <laughs> that she doesn't care. Okay. I like that better. <laughs> Let's go to Small Hospital. Because then you couldn't have shown it at all. I mean, that's your other argument there. Yeah, just don't show it to me. Stop trying to insinuate things. Can we just get a nice, nice little punch in our card? Yeah, we're going to have to get another one. Because conveniently, the person worked at the hospital, Gwen Burton. Just remember, though, we turned in all of our cards because 10 
cards that have all your punches filled out gets you one free surgery because uh, that's the only way you can afford a triple bypass if you are the kids okay what happened to being poor guys lots of money horse sense <laughs> yeah we're back at smallville medical center clark has tracked down mrs burton who is the gwen burton they just mentioned i know this is a little weird but do uh we got a call from you at the teen crisis hotline is it yours and she's like, no. So now, I mean, didn't make any calls last night. It was like, well, did you know an Adam Knight? He used to be a patient here. Uh, we get too many accounts, so I'm not going to know that. Miss Burton, please. I, I need to explain this. This is going to sound weird. But I received a phone call from you last night at the Teen Crosses hotline. And it was about somebody needing help. Oh, okay. What did you say your name was, son? Uh, my name is Clark Kent. Clark Kent, the marshal. Okay, uh, Clark, we have an excellent facility for the mentally handicapped. <laughs> maybe you should go and maybe get yourself checked out. Okay, let me ask you this then. Did you lose your phone? He's performing <laughs> his magic trick real quick. All right, Gwen, let me ask you something really quick. He pulls it from behind her ear. <laughs> <laughs> did you lose your phone? She's like, yeah, I did. Well, it's right here. <laughs> Turns out she gave it to her husband. She actually did give it to her husband because he needed it for work or something. Call him now! Call him now. And he's a speedy heat and air guy working on his own van because he got a flat or something. I got something really cool to tell you. Fun fact here. The license plate? Yeah. Who is it? Kwan. Oh my lord. We have a van with her husband while getting fixed up for the flat tire. Right. They're showing us the license plate, and it's old Principal Kwan's license plate. It's its older license plate. You know, plate. the one that was covering up a murderer? Yeah. Yeah, his son. It was son. probably a discounted license plate. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> or, I got it. What if Luck of the Irish had the vehicle of Kwan? Because he's a dead guy. Yep. Took off that license plate and he was using it. And then they were able to somehow put it back on this van. But it was really luck of the I think it, I think off. I like it better if it just it was with him, the race, Jason Dante. And, Dante. <laughs> and he just had it and the license finally went away. Yeah. Plate. Yeah. I like that too. Collecting but the But it dead is body. here, so. Yeah, it's true. Whatever. You know, it's fun fact, fun fact. But yeah, here's the husband. This is Mr. Burton. Hello? Hi, honey. Yeah, uh, there's some kid here, and he's thinking that you're in trouble. <laughs> Can you tell me what's going on? Well, I mean, I'm okay right now. I'm pretty well. Uh, what's going on with you? Well, I'm stuck on Route 17 right now. I got a flat. And then we get a slap across the face from Adam, who has the tire iron, picks he, up the phone. He's Bart Simpson right now. Yeah, he looks exactly like Bart Simpson. Mono. And now we have Miss Burton, who is still in the hospital with Clark, and she is saying, oh my god, he's no longer answering. Clark was able to superhear that it was on Route 17. Clark is now running to the scene. That tire would have fallen off. We are back to Adam driving away in the van. Somehow the tire was already fixed. Mr. Burton is getting up, bleeding from his head. Clark then, hey man, what are you doing? <laughs> he speed runs over there, stops, and he's like, yeah, you all right? Some kid just draw, carjacked me. He looked like a junkie. Where'd he go? How would he know that? I don't know. He barely saw him. Also, he hit him from behind. Also, he looks like he's perfectly fine. He's like, oh, yeah, what? Yeah, my, my wife gave it to me. Hey, um, Clark, where'd you come from? Yeah. Hey, kid, 
What are you doing here? No, dude, he's just showing how dumb he is because he doesn't even know where this... This guy doesn't even know where he's at. Look at his trauma. Look at that blunt trauma, bro. I need to call the police. Whoa, I don't have my phone. Good question. You don't have your cell phone? I thought he was about to run away in front of him. I was I, about to be like, wow. I thought he was too. Instead, he does something dumber. Yeah, he looks around. Uh, Hey, do you remember when Sarah was being uh, tortured by her uncle in her dreams and Clark had Biakagon uh, x-ray and he was able to see for miles? Do you remember that? Because I do, where Clark should still be able to have that ability right now. Um, He would just run down the road a little bit. Couldn't he just run in a circle? Yeah. Yeah, he could probably find this really He's that easy. fast, right? Yep. Also, what is his interaction here now? Does he stay and wait with him because the ambulance or the cops need to arrive? Or does he... Like, when does he leave and how does he make that work? Because he's just going to run away. Mr. Burton doesn't even know where he is. I'm leaving. <laughs> I'd be like, you're going to be good, right? Okay. Yeah, 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 you got this. In the next scene, though, what we have rolling in is the storm. Why is it always storms we're with Lana for it, bro? Because we always have to have a reminder that Clark was the biggest liar and convinced her she was crazy while he protected her from a hurricane. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't on top of you in the tornado. Lana, you were dreaming. I was up there for 30 minutes. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, she, he's an idiot. Yes, um, we're Lana's at, at the house of the yeah, Kent's. We're at the farm. We're at the Kent house. Chloe's there on the phone. John's just being such a loving dad, just giving jacket and warmth to Lana. You mean his daughter-in-law? Because that's how he's treating her right now. Honestly. Hey, I, I'm not even trying to exaggerate or be funny. Like, he really is, like, standing close to her. Like, hey, you good? Like, this is a father figure to Lana, not even to Chloe. It's yeah. truly just to Lana. Makes Henry Smalls look like a bitch. Yeah, Henry never would have gotten her a jacket. Instead, he would have said, hey, Lana, can you get my wife her jacket? It's in the closet. <laughs> yeah, good one. She cheated on me, but who cares? I'm a pussy. That's right. Can't even talk to my own daughter. My wife owns me. Yeah, and we're going to still live in town, and I'm going to have to see you across the street every day. I just won't go to the Talon. That'll work. Yeah, there's only 50,000 people here. And with all the deaths from kryptonite, it's probably half. Oh, dude. Chloe does get that phone call from Clark. Clark is able to explain everything that is going on. We missed Adam by a few minutes. Nobody is asking the question of how is Clark able to get there so fast. Nobody is asking any of these questions. Instead, it's all because we have hope in Clark. And now Chloe reveals Adam has the cell phone. And we get a thunder. Lana says, oh. Yeah, Lana's all scared, jumps when the storm's happening. It's all starting to come true, though. The storm, the phone. No, it's all coming true. And, of course, John over here. Don't worry, Lana. Ain't nobody touching you, I promise. I've always wanted a daughter, and I'm not going to lose you now. Goes and gets his gun, and he's ready. Yeah, he has a whole gun ready to go. Hey, this doesn't make sense. What Chloe's like? Uh, the police are looking for the stolen. Oh, the police are looking for the stolen vehicle, and what for him? So if if any leads come through, I'm gonna use the police scanner at the torch. And here, Chloe, you can take my truck. Don't want you getting cr uh, stuck in the creeks in that little car of yours. 
And then Chloe looks at him like, wow, the truck that Clark always damages? I can't believe that you're allowing me to drive it, but I guess I won't wreck it like Clark does all the time. But also, this is why I find that a little dumb from my lady here. Why would Chloe leave when they know that the vision is that Lana is by herself? Yeah. There would be no, oh, my police scanner is at the torch. That's great, but Lana would be by herself. Which is what the vision is. Well, then again, no, not really, because John's there. That's what she's thinking. Wouldn't it be the more people, the better the odds? Probably. I'm increasing myself here. I'm increasing the protection. That, That's, uh, come on. I mean, maybe, dude. I love Chloe, but that was bad. <laughs> brand me. And brand me. <laughs> we go back to the mansion, and Clark is there with Lex. And, of course, um... He's asking about the serum and asking about Adam. He's like, where do you think you'd go? Is there more serum left? It's like, no, it's like your father couldn't have gotten rid of all of it. Like he has to be going over there. I just love that though. No, my dad cleaned it out. Lex, we both know damn well. No, no, no. Clearly he doesn't. Your dad would not have tossed out all of the serum. That's dumb. And then before we can continue this conversation, Mr. Luther, we got ourselves a little warrant. Yeah, what did he even... Wait, no, back to that. Because what did he even... did? What did he do with the vial that he gave Lionel in his office? He gave it to Lionel. So he wouldn't even just think like, yeah, oh, he probably still has that. No, because like what we've been talking about, we have like such a back and forth with Lex this episode. I don't understand where he is sitting whatsoever with anything. He does not make sense to me at this point because I just think it's bad. I don't I don't know why he is. It's like he's getting memory forgotten and he's losing certain parts of the actual day now. It's he's dope. 10 second Tom at this point. 30 minute 30 minute Lex. Yeah, exactly. I it's really bas- huh? Syrup? No, no more. <laughs> what do you mean no more? We just saw you. Dude. Yeah, but uh we have the we have the FBI oh no, sorry, the the police come in here, investigators. Detective Cage. Metropolis PD. We have a warrant to search the premises. And it's like what the hell is happening? And on what grounds? Eight possible counts of negligent homicide. Why don't you take a load off, Mr. Luther? We'll just make ourselves at home. Lex is then looking at the warrant. He then looks at Clark and says, I'm sorry, but you better get going. I don't want you being involved in this. And then the detective is sitting in Lex's seat says, Well, unfortunately, I think that Mr. Kent was also at the scene of the crime, so we're going to need to do some questioning with him as well. Also, he doesn't have a guardian nor a parent. We're going to break the law. That's right. Um, That guy would have lost any case. Because of the decisions he just made there. That guy would have been fired. Yeah, why, why wouldn't Clark the Marshal just be like, I'm leaving? Yeah, uh, well, I will give him this. Later on, Clark gives him a little bit of time. He gives him about 20 minutes and then says, do you know who I am? <laughs> Let's go now to the high school that is never locked, nor does have a security guard at this point. Because why would bullshit. we? 
Yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> Chloe goes to the torch, and as soon as she walks in, you see through the window here outside, Adam is right there behind the desk, just chilling. With the lightning, we the see lightning, a flash. We see his face for a brief second, and boom, he got her at knife point now after she turns on the light. Where's Lana? It's not at knife point. It's at paper cut point. Sorry. It's, uh, scissors. Envelope, envelope it's, opener. I think it's scissors. I think it's envelope opener. Scissors. Look at that. It's an envelope. Rock, opener. paper, scissors. <laughs> All right. Cockroach. Look, they said she's like, she's at the talent. No, they said you're both together at the talent. So why, where is she? I know you know. She's got something that belongs to me. Well, it's obviously not here, idiot. Plus, everyone is looking for you right now. He's still holding up the knife, and he's now looking behind him going, Okay, I don't know if I can believe her or not. Is that Clark's truck outside? Then Chloe says, No, it's my cousin's dumbass. And then Adam says, All right, you're fucking lying to me. <laughs> what the hell is going on? That's not what the registration's going to say. <laughs> you're covering for her. And now Chloe is looking at him, not saying a word. What is she hiding at her old boyfriend's house? Chloe then tries to run away. He grabs her and says, you're not going anywhere. No, Adam, don't worry. You'll be able to talk to her soon and starts dragging Chloe away. Fuck yeah. That's pretty cool, huh? Adam rocks. Adam is the best. Top 10. Do you know what I want to do? I want to get into the next scene of John protecting Lana. Yeah, so we go to the back to the Ken house, and he's like, sorry, Martha's not here to whip up a specialty, so you'll just get black coffee for me, Lana. Do you want some honey? No, 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 I'm good. No, it's already bad enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mr. Ken, it's already good enough, thanks. Hey, sounds like my truck. We got a honking of the horn. We have the lights pulling up, and yes, it happens to be that red truck <laughs> with Chloe. Bro. She's not even sitting behind the driver's seat. Dude, the car just pulled up. He would have seen Adam run out the car. <laughs> like, soon as the car pulled up, the headlights are on his face. He just sees Chloe just sitting in the middle of the truck. No, he's, like, ducked down right now. It looks like he can barely see, too. It looks like he's no, like that's, what, that's why I'm actually giving John the benefit of the doubt. And usually I don't. This is second episode in a row. I'm starting to hate this season. But John now is walking outside going to expect because Lana is even asking... Why isn't she getting out of the truck? You're right. <laughs> Let me go and investigate this. Lock the door behind me. Yeah, smart guy. John grabs that gun, and he starts walking out in the rain, and he's like, Chloe, what seems to be going on? She is now tied up in the truck. She is screaming. Yeah, Mr. go Kent, back to the house. Please. please. Like, get back in there. Chloe is like... Oh, no, behind you. And guess what, Adam? Hit him in the back of his head. And now Jonathan is knocked out after a man that just had a triple bypass surgery. I'm it's fucked up. I'm not sure how that would work. I don't think that'd be good for him at all. I mean, that was last week, though. By the way, would what, what he heal from that? Are your scars good? Because now you're in dirty rainwater. <laughs> I mean, I think he'd be definitely good right now. He for sure has an infection in his chest. <laughs> No, dude, look, fresh off the, the triple bypass, he's doing fine. He goes back to the car and Oh my god! He pulls Chloe out and just slams her on the ground and she knocks out. And he's just looking at her and then Lana's like, holy shit, what's going on? 
Adam now is calling out to her. Lana, I know you are in there. Lana, you're in there. <sighs> you come out. I'm going to kill your boyfriend's dad. And then I'm going to move on to Chloe. Dude, he looks like the orange guy from Sin City. Yeah, I know. He has mono. So now Lana is running outside and she is saying, whatever you want, just don't hurt them, please. And then we have the camera panning over where Chloe's just knocked out in the water. One of them's going to drown. And <sighs> now we have Lana walking out really slowly. She almost slips. Adam then grabs her, throws <laughs> her in the truck, and he's like, just move over to the dead body. Starts kicking Chloe <laughs> out of the way. <laughs> he's just get in the damn truck. Hurry up. And Lana's looking at Chloe like, oh my god, no. <laughs> And now, obviously, Adam has taken Lana. We are having this death scenario play out. Hell yeah, it's all playing out because look what they did. They tried to meddle with time, bro. Okay, is that what you're trying to throw out to me? What is this, a life lesson? You can't change time? Yeah. That's not a good life lesson. Well, let's go now to the next scene where we have, once again, the detective showing Lex the video of him and Clark going through that facility. And it's like what Lex said and like what you and I have said. They called the cops. <laughs> they called the cops. It's like, why would I do that if I was involved in those murders? Yes, I know Dr. Tang. I, I, I know her. But... Oh, yeah? Well, let's look at this little goodie bag that I found of you, Lex. Yeah, and he's like, oh. Looks like we got some paperwork here. And oh... It looks like some memo signed by you as acting director of the lab. So that means Lionel just went ahead and did it anyways. And now Lex is even telling the detectives, um, I've never seen this paperwork ever in my entire life. I'm being set up. I do agree with the detectives. Go, yeah, great, man. That's going to really hold up in court. Yeah, good job. Good excuse. <laughs> yeah, way to go. Never heard that. And now Lex is pretty much rolling his eyes where the detective gets a little smart. You know what? If they're setting you up, they're doing a hell of a job of it. Yeah, take a breather, buddy. Goes outside and then decides that he can, he's feeling hot and heavy. He thinks now he can take on the sheriff of the town. Yeah, and I love this. this he's like, ballsy. look, your buddy just was confessing for over an hour, so don't try and play the hero. And Clark's like, okay, you're bluffing. He didn't admit to any, anything. Clark. He didn't do anything. Shut the fuck up. Joseph, do you know who I am? Yeah, he literally is <laughs> like, yeah, you're bluffing, okay? He, I literally can hear y'all. I don't even have to use my super hearing. I can hear y'all. <laughs> the door was wide open. <laughs> the door was wide open the whole time. And then all of a sudden, in the middle of this conversation, we got the F, uh, the the other cop. Hey, guess what happened with the the game with the Vipers? Look who they put in at like five minutes to go. Clark's like, "Oh, Gunnerson. Yeah, that's right. Huh, he's gonna throw up bricks." Um, what? These guys are being accused of murder, and we're talking about the Viper game. Yo, don't, hey, don't forget about that Viper game right now. Investigating eight deaths. Don't forget about that Viper game. Also, everyone's so surprised about Gunnarsson, but this is a basketball team, and Gunnarsson is probably the sixth man, so obviously he would be checking into the game. I'm not sure where the surprise is coming from, and now we have, once again, the other detective, Paul, trying to step up to Clark, then saying, hey, listen, you're not going to pull a fast one on me, kid. Do you know who I am? Have you called my parents, cop? 
And now Clark once again proves the domination of this is his town. Who is this stranger from Metropolis? He has no idea who I am, and it's insulting. So you either give me my parents, give me a phone, or you let me go, or otherwise I'm telling everybody why you're trying to question a minor. I'll tell them you touch me. <laughs> I ain't trying to take my pants off. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, I called your parents. No one answered. Dude. This cop's a dumbass. Yeah, that was such a bad Yeah, I called your parents. So what? They didn't answer. What do you want me to do? Um, okay. I'm going to leave now because this time I shouldn't even be here. Don't leave town anytime soon. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm 17, Mr. Cage. Thanks, guy. Appreciate it. Yeah, where am I going to go? Also, you're not from here. Yeah. Asian. <laughs> Whoa, that is not okay. He's well, in Lex's house. I was going to say, let's, he acts accordingly. Let's go with the theme. Do you want me to send you back to North Korea too? <laughs> yeah, Lex probably got confused at first. He was like, don't you serve my tea? Who are you? <laughs> All right, now let's continue <laughs> to the warehouse that we see now of a security guard where he is turning on the Vipers game. All of a sudden, he gets hit in the back of the head by the gun, and it's Adam. And he has now taken Lana, and he says, Lana, you remember when you picked up my apartment? Now I want you to go through those belongings, and you're going to find me my books, bitch. Oh, my God. Is he really looking? For, oh, he's, no, he's looking for he's his looking uh, for a specific book. No, the serum. No, I know, but he asked her to look for his book. <laughs> oh, kidding. that's right. Look, where are my books? <laughs> that's right, because it's in the book. It's like, look, okay, it's the books. All right, I have it. Stop taking your time. <laughs> and then he throws the boxes down. Hurry up, Lana. I don't have a lot of time here. And then Lana is still going through him. He sees the book that he wants. He grabs that white book, and it has a missing hole inside of that, or a hole inside of that book where it is missing his serum. And Adam is not happy. Apparently, there was three vials of that serum. So, I mean, Lex would have taken that, right? Or would it be Chloe? Because um, I remember they both went through his shit. Yeah, but Lex has been there now multiple times in the apartment. So I'm going to assume that it's Lex. Because after Chloe got her one serum, Chloe's not going to keep searching through the book. She kind of got what she needed. That's true. Lex would continue to keep searching until he found every detail because he's a psychopath. Where, what I love now, this is probably... The worst part on planet Earth. It works. In this three seconds. Yeah, no. Lana gets the upper hand, dude. I know. And it's fantastic because she finally remembers, oh, this guy can't bully me because guess what? I'm Chun-Li. I know my spinning kicks. He's also not dreaming. She drops to the ground, does his spinning kick, and I'm with it. He falls down, and I just want you to answer one question. Well, she Joseph. crawls. Why does she do this? <laughs> Why? Uh, yeah, I noticed that too. Why does she, crawl, she crawl away? Like, look at me, I'm a spider. <laughs> like, what is this? Oh, Lana? Here we go. <laughs> what are you doing? Get up! This is the same shit you did with the horse. I don't know if she was trying to reach for the gun or something like quickly on the ground, but. If she's trying to crawl away, that's weird. You're never going to get me. If she me. was just trying to get the gun, okay, you kind of got me there. But Even if you're going for the gun, you don't got me. What are you doing crawling? She crawled 10 feet, Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> it is pretty lame because Adam immediately because grabs her. Like, He's like, where are you going, are you little doing? baby? <laughs> little baby? You're crawling like a little baby? 
and, and he just grabs her hair and just throws her against the gate and, and punches her in the ribs. Dude, he legit posts her up and like winds back and punches full on into her ribs. And then she goes like, "What she is he? Finds She's going Ghost Rider over here." <laughs> you want my pen and stare? Yeah. Yeah. That penance, that penance dick. No, 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 it's not what happened. What? She grabs the chain because she's Kratos, and then she <laughs> hits him across the face. Adam falls to the ground in pain. Lana now has grabbed that cell phone. Adam's like, oh, God, I gotta get up again. <laughs> and then go. he grabs that gun, and now we're having the flashback. We are now. Or the flash forward. Yeah, we are now having. Oh, well, actually, we go back yes. to the Kent house. And of course, Martha's like icing Chloe's head. And Clark's like, what happened? Martha, I don't know. They just were in the driveway when I came back. Yeah, they were all knocked out. And of course, Clark's so pissed because it's like, dude, why is everyone not like, why is everyone knocked out? All of y'all, all of y'all got knocked out. <laughs> you guys can help one time. I was gone for like 10 minutes. Chloe. Actually, he was gone for probably like 30. He was gone for a while. Chloe then does tell Clark everything about how Adam knocked him out and also how Adam has Clo- or Adam has Lana. And now Jonathan walks up and says, don't worry, Clark. The entire police force is now looking for him. Do you know which way he is headed, though, Dad? You know what? No. And now they are talking about the serum, and that's what Adam is looking for. Mm -hmm. Both Martha and John give a weird look, trying to avoid it, because Chloe does not know that it's his blood, but nobody seems to know exactly where Adam is headed. So now Clark decides on, I'm going to go to the crisis center. (laughs) Why are you going to go there? Because I know she's going to call. Okay, but you've already heard the call. It was cutting in and out. <laughs> I didn't get the full We could barely thing. hear half of it. What about when you lowered the sound bar, though? And then you were able to hear more than half of it. That doesn't count. And... <laughs> what? If I could figure out why that happened, then maybe I could stop that from happening. All right, Clark. Shh, shh. Borner can- passes it out to Johnson again. Johnson goes for the three-pointer, and he sinks it. And the odds of... Shh, Clark, game's on. Yeah, the game's on. Shut the fuck up, Clark. What's the score? Viper's up by two. 61 to 59. John's like, I'm worried about the game here. I got money on it. And then John turns to him and says, it's Vipers that are up right now. Clark then realizes, yeah, yeah. okay, I got to jog out of here because Chloe can't see. Yeah, he says, we got a crisis. He obviously speeds over to that teen crisis center. We are now back at the warehouse where Adam is chasing after Lana. Lana is running up a set of stairs. She now realizes she's trapped, and she says, you know what? I finally got to make that phone call. (laughs) But before I do that, Adam, take this. (laughs) She trips him so, like, why? Why wouldn't she then run up to him and then kick him in the face? She was like, oh, got you, bitch. And then just ran away. Why would she do that? Because now would be a time to also grab the gun. Well, she does better when she's crawling. <laughs> I was standing on two legs. Yeah, she can't do much. One hand on the phone, you know? I like how Clark is really worried about being there to answer the phone because nobody would be there. <laughs> and so now what we do to is that Teen Crisis Center, and it turns out Pete actually is on phone duty here. Yeah, and he probably hates it. 
Yeah, uh, Clark did not trust Pete because what we do see is that Lana making that phone call. The phone begins to ring. Pete wants to pick it up. Clark says, no, worthless. And then he says, Lana. <laughs> yeah, he speed runs right in front of him. <laughs> and conveniently, the lightning hits the transformer tower thing uh, up above. Now here's it- your portal. It knocks down, and yes, here's the portal. This is where you are now having the warp portal created in the ground because of that telephone pole crashing down, creating some type of kryptonite electricity that is now opening up some type of time tunnel. And this is how the phone call is able to occur during this moment of time because this is where the warp hole is open. It's such a reach. It's not a reach. It's why they showed us it having green electricity. Let's go back to the warehouse. Adam now is firing that gun. Clark, it's happening. Lana is then running away still. Clark is now going, man, I really got to make a phone call. And then he decides to use the x-ray to then figure out that telephone pole has crashed. I got to go fix it. Yeah, he's got to be handyman. Okay, this is... it's. This is why I don't like this scene, because overall, I actually like kind of the connection and everything. But this would have taken too long for him to do. Even with how they have the scene playing out, it's... Lana would be dead, like, by, yeah, like in a little would, bit. Yeah, there's... It's not simultaneous. There's truly, like, a five-minute break in between <laughs> the 61 to 59 Vipers game, and she dies at 61-60. Yeah. Uh, they just suck. Maybe they're just shooting bad <laughs> shots. It's insane to me because also what bothers me is the fact that the flash forward scene that we got at the very beginning, it's the Vipers and then it's she's immediately shot within 15 seconds dead. This mm. is this is 15 minutes. Maybe. But look, dude, it's a time episode. We don't question time, you know. We just got to flow with it. No, I'm in a question time here. We also got a question why he didn't trust Pete. Why he didn't? Yeah. Um, Pete the, was there. He was ready to go. He just said he was going to go there, so it's just convenient. It's just weird co- timing. Why can't Pete answer the phone? Why can't you give Shaggy a job? Look, man, I don't think Pete was as offended as you are right now. <laughs> it's all right. I think Pete did not mind not answering that call. Why can't he be a part of the show? <laughs> Yeah, don't give him any lines. Just make him seem like. And as we go back to this, Joseph, come on, there it is. The yeah, look at this. On the ground, it's the power line. It's hitting the kryptonite rock, and it's going into the water and the ground. So, and what does it look like? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna give you that. What does it look like? I hate how you're doing that right now. What does it look like? It looks like, like a, a swirl. A swirl. Yeah. yeah. Looks like a little warp hole. Yeah. Hole. And Clark is now realizing when he walks up to it. Whoa, is that kryptonite? That looks weird. You know, I shouldn't. Step I should be that. weak right now. What happens if he stepped into that? Would he go through it? Would then it know. be going into the other time? Maybe that would be crazy cool. Like a Spider Verse type thing. Yeah, exactly. Where then there's two Clarks. We don't need that. And then four JTTs. Oh my god! Because we double everything. That's even. I would not want four of them. You want two Alicias? I want a hundred illusions. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're back to now. Lana running in the warehouse. Clark, it's happening. 
She is still going after. We have Adam now running down. Clark is now lifting that telephone pole, trying to get the wires out of the water in order for him to be able to hear the phone call. I have no idea how this would work. Dude. And we have Lana running outside, where now Clark is still lifting that pole. Adam is still chasing. Now Clark is screaming in the phone, Lana! And now Lana is screaming back to Clark, Clark, where are you? I'm at Wellcott Storage! Now we have the gun going off from Adam, and now this is too fast. All right, yeah, we've had problems with this, this fast thing, the Clark time, you know. And as soon as he's able to hear the Walcott storage, he immediately zooms away. He's there in time for the bullet. And it's like, dude, the consistency as on this time. And off. also, Lana wouldn't fall because she wasn't hit by anything. She slipped and fell. On what? Water. She didn't slip and fall the first time. Yeah, I know, but it's still some things about the history cannot be changed. You even said it. Sometimes time can't be altered. So now we have <laughs> Lana, who happened to instead being shot in the back and falling, she just slipped and fall off of a puddle. <laughs> nope. Nope. I won't back that. Clark takes two to the chest. Yeah, Clark zips up his jacket. Doesn't want to show the bullet hole on his shirt. <laughs> yeah, um, don't ask questions about how I got here. And also, you're not going to see this. <laughs> We're going to talk about that. Yeah, so Lana doesn't ask questions once again. And she's like, whoa, what happened to Adam? And they see that he just passed out on the stairwell. Best scene in the whole episode. Honestly, yes. yeah. Clark goes up to him. And Adam's just like on his last seconds. He's like... He you took that bullet. He's like, that's impossible. I saw so, you, idiot. I, yeah, I saw you. I'm bleeding from my eyes, but I fucking saw you, bitch. It's like, now I know why Lionel sent me to watch you. Guess I found what I was looking for. <laughs> just a little too late. It's just, okay, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to pause it here because I have to talk about this. If this was truly Lionel's plan, this was the dumbest plan I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm going to get a kid who's in physical therapy for months where he is not going to be around Clark Kent whatsoever. And I'm going to have him be around Lana Lang because I'm thinking what? To find out about Clark Kent? I have to have a guy in physical therapy for months wasting all of this serum for this? You know, it was kind of, if you really think about it, like... Lionel didn't know of one thing, which was Lana and Clark's beef at the time Adam came in. You know what I mean? He assumed that they would be hanging out together as usual, every day almost. You know what I mean? But he doesn't know that they actually were dating at one point. He screwed it up and shit like that. So that's the only back I can give him on that. Can I say this? This is why it also... Let me, let me ask you this, because this is what I also love. If Lionel would have hired... A hot girl, a hottie, and he would have done this instead of Tolana to Pete. Would he have found out a lot more information? Probably. That's what I mean. It's like I don't understand where he went with this. This seemed very. But somehow, remember, he like kind of recently met Pete. He met Pete in the caves. Yeah. Whenever they were yelling at each other and Clark was able to steal the key. But I think he's known about Lana longer. Like, even just the family. Maybe. And sure, she was the next one. I just... I, 
This was dumb. I don't know, and I would, I would maybe think too, because it's girl and a guy, they like each other, and like they, they're close. By the way, again, I have all this serum. I'm probably gonna throw both shots. Then I'm gonna get a girl. I'm gonna get guy, and I'm gonna put them around all. Of them. I'm gonna get two guys actually. One for Chloe. But yeah, he didn't take into account they were beefing because Clark's an idiot. So he rolled all. He, of the that's dice. why he was like, okay, Adam. Yeah, I'm just gonna kill you because you're not finding shit for me, buddy. Yeah. And he obviously Adam didn't know. Oh. Well, it's because they kind of hate each other right now. Yeah, my fault. Sorry. What do you want me to do? You want me to follow him? Maybe you want me to be gay with him? I'll be gay with him. Also, great pan, Lionel. This is all your fault. 2022 Smallville would definitely pin Adam against Clark to try to do a little something there. To make out? He's not going to stop, Clark. I couldn't escape him. How long do you think you can? And of course, he's talking about Lionel. And now Clark is just staring at him while we do have the final moment of Adam, ladies and gentlemen. Adam Knight, top 10, dude. He is no longer with us. R.I.P., dude. Forever and ever. (laughs) R.I.P. We miss you already, Adam. This one's for you. Yeah, hey, Lana, I'm just going to leave Adam on the the stairwell over there, and uh, we can hug it out. Yeah, Uh, don't ask questions, though. I just keep hugging me. And then that, the whole hugging thing. Like, yeah, it's adorable. We, the, we back that close again. Okay, I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't put in the notes. When it comes to them hugging and after all the things they've been through, I was like, yeah, they probably should get back together at this point. They've been through a lot. Been through a lot of hell. Killer horses. Killer atoms. I feel like that now <laughs> is the time to finally get uh, Killer Alicia's. I feel like now is the time where they can get back together. Let bygones be bygones. We can do this. And especially because he just revealed his powers to her. <laughs> yep, he sure did. Now we're at the mansion again, and they're about to take Lex into custody. But uh-oh, FBI walks in, t- decides to throw the dick comment, and it looks like you little sissies just uh, got this case bumped up to varsity, so get the hell out. And so he gets unhandcuffed. Paul, the cop, decides to give us one brilliant line before he goes, we're always doing the heavy lifting, and then you guys come in and get the big prize. Classic. Let's get out of here, everybody. Yeah. Paul, you suck. Paul Cage, he's dope. Yeah, yeah. I hope somebody top, punched top him. Top 20. Oh. Top 20 characters. <laughs> okay. I hate your top characters. <laughs> <laughs> top 20, dude. And he's like, this better be important, Lex. Lex called in a favor. He called in a favor. Your lawyer may have some friends in high places, but I'm not a believer in this type of thing. So what's the deal? Well, I want to make a deal. And why should I do that? Because it's about to be the greatest career arrest ever for you. And, of course, the guy's reluctant because there's a case against Lex right now. Well, he's like, Lex, the case against you is easy peasy. Why am I going to get my hands dirty on something else here? I can t- you can tell the cops to drop the charges and give me immunity, and I will give you my father. Okay, but the way Lex acts about this, I wouldn't believe him. <laughs> I'll give you my father. Yeah, he, he makes it too intense. <laughs> yeah. It's like, Michael Rosenbaum, I love you, dude. But you look like you're about to cry. I'll help you bring down my father. <laughs> he shit me right before this. <laughs> I don't love him. I hate him. <laughs> I hate him so much. But now... Like, yes, exactly. No, no, we're not telling the next scene yet because I can't get over that. 
What is the matter? It with was you? cool, dude. He loves his dad. Why? <laughs> You're not answering. Why. He didn't change my diaper when I asked him to. Who didn't get my fruit? What am I missing with this? I have no more whiskey. The electroshock therapy made Lex love his dad even more. <laughs> That's what daddy wanted. Increase that love in his brain. Yeah, you think I hate my son? Yeah, right. I just love me a lot. <laughs> you see this hair? Yeah. He doesn't have that, so. Head and shoulders, baby. <laughs> You know that man's not using head and shoulders, dude. He's using some elegant shit. L'Oreal kids, it's strawberry smoothie shampoo. Cause we're worth it too. You're disgusting. I watch a lot of old 2002 Tsunami yeah, tapes. That's okay. disgusting. Have you ever seen? <laughs> I have seen that. Again. I've seen it. My wife hates me. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> So now we have Lionel basically recruiting the next doctor at Luther Corp. He's walking with them. His name's Dr. Burgeon. And he's like, look, that's uh, so why I'm counting on you. I need you. Well, he's hiring him to be the new manager of the Metron Research. Because everything's going so well. What do the records say for that job, Joseph? Everyone's dead? Yeah. Um, no, that's with my son. <laughs> what? Yeah. And, of course... This is where we kind of get a little reveal here. So the doctor says he can get the lab and trial underway within a year. But Lionel says, I want you in up and running by the end of the week. And of course, there's a little rebuttal. This takes time. Time is a luxury I don't have, doctor. I've been diagnosed with a rather unique liver disease. And I'm out of options. So, dun-dun-dun, what the hell? There's no dun-dun-dun. That was crap. That was awful. Well, it explains such... the reasoning why he's picking liver people. Yeah. The same disease he has. Oh, yeah? So, it explains why he hired the liver guy in order to just spy on Clark instead of actually seeing what it would do to help his liver to see how he could actually survive. Yeah, this makes a whole bunch of fucking sense. Maybe that was just like two birds, one stone. That's not two birds with one <laughs> stone. He didn't test anything in order to see how it would actually heal the liver. He didn't do anything for his condition. What about Vince? What about Vince? I miss him so much. What did he use Vince hey, for? Hey, you little runt. Don't talk to me like what that. What did he use Vince for? Dude, tr trial and error. What? <laughs> That's Adam. <laughs> Trial and error. He didn't increase the dosage. He didn't do anything. I don't know what else he could do, to be well, honest. You, you know what he could do? Spit on it. He could probably up the dosage. He could probably <laughs> put more in it. Oh, hey, I got... <laughs> put more of what? The what I got in that mason jar of freaking Hannah <laughs> cutting open her wrist and spilling the blood. Well, Clark would need to supply a lot more. He wouldn't need to if he didn't give it all to Adam and his brilliant plan. <laughs> Look, they have they have some of the vials still. This, again, I am disappointed because I've always considered Lionel the mastermind. We've always considered them having the ultimate chess match of Lex, Lionel, Lex even sometimes playing checkers, being behind. Lionel decided to play uno well i think like, this it makes is, no sense i think it's the maybe the death that's scaring him like he just got like this whole thing diagnosed and now it's like i'm eventually gonna die so i'm acting desperate and he's making mistakes now 
because he's desperate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's it. Except he makes it seem like that he only cares about helping himself. Yeah. Okay. The, I mean, that's the whole point. <laughs> but he's not helping himself. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's getting the doctor, a new doctor, project up and running by the end of the week. He's got to make something happen here. Oh, you're right. So since he's planning on this, he probably does have a plan. He's definitely looking to the future. Let's hold that thought for 30 seconds. That's here. right. Let's go to the talent. He's so desperate, dude. And now we got Lana. Looks like she's about to cry in the middle of reading of a theories <laughs> of time travel book. When I saw that, bro. Oh, I was like, why do you look like you're about to cry? You know why? <laughs> Why don't you understand this? <laughs> Why, Lana? I'm trying to be more like Clark and Chloe. How do they do it? Be smarter, Freddy. <laughs> be smarter. <laughs> she is really about to break down. Thank God Clark walks in. <laughs> she looks like she is seriously like reading like a fucking novel. Like a like love a novel or something. Novel. She's reading Dear John. <laughs> Green Mile. Well, Lana, you got a big book there. <laughs> oh, you call me. I like to break a mental sweat too. It's <laughs> because Clark is even surprised. That's a big book. He's like, oh, Lana, what you reading there? It's like, you understand that? And he's like, no, I got lost at the first wormhole. <laughs> she didn't finish one chapter. <laughs> She's like LeBron James and carries around a book and it's just one page that she's only read and she acts like she's read the whole thing. That's right. She's uh she's educated. Just like him, she can't even figure finish Hunger Games. <laughs> I don't think we're going to crack it in one night, Lana, okay? It's not going to be solvable in one night. Clark there's still something I don't understand, though. Everything. Yeah. How did you get from the hotline to the storage unit in a split second? Okay, so we notice. That means we're choosing to be dumb all the time. No, no, no. Let's increase this ridiculousness even more. <laughs> it was more than a few seconds. He just smoked before he got there. Uh, <laughs> that, wh what are we doing right now? He's so high. We just blatantly admitted we have powers, right? It took more than a few seconds. Hey, I just admitted you have super speed. Yeah. Yeah. Because that had to have been miles away, right? Yeah. Super speed, I have. So we just blatantly admitted it. Yes. He and just admitted that power to Lana. Then, yeah. So we're choosing to be dumb here. Yeah, because Lana... And she's like... <laughs> okay. That, that kind of made it worse. So did you find a wormhole? <laughs> So maybe it had something to do with that weird time ano anomaly. That's what he uses as an excuse. You know, there's something that I don't understand either. Why did you call the hotline instead of the police? Okay, Clark. Because it was in your vision and because that's what it was when you first received the phone call. So it was a duplication and that's what our plan was from the start. Not because I was thinking you were going to be there, but it's because you got the call originally. Uh, no, that's not what she said. Yeah, I know. That's not what she says, but that's why she did it. <laughs> because, um, I knew you'd be there. And Clark's like, oh, that's so hot. I'm always there. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like we cheated fate. Barely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe so. 
So, I was afraid that I wouldn't get to you in time. Lana now looks up at him and says, I know I'm so hot. <laughs> I spent the last... <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm a catch. <laughs> yeah, next time get there sooner. <laughs> I spent the last 24 hours terrified of what might happen. And she's still not asking questions to Clark. And now, but it all turned out okay, so who the hell cares? Clark, <laughs> God, you're perfect for me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe realize how many decisions I make because I'm scared of how things will end up. So he's like, we don't, we both do our share of that. And Lana's now like, hmm. They're locking eyes. They're staring. And now she says, maybe it's time to stop being so afraid. Clark is in like, what? What's she talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I've always thought that my life is so mapped out for me, but, but, you know, maybe we have more control of the future than we think. And Clark's like, wow, that book really got to her. He's like, I don't want her to read anymore. <laughs> what is Lana doing reading? I don't like this Lana. And then he, yeah, that's uh, that's how the conversation ends. Like, and Clark is left there, like as if he got like something pierced through his heart, and it was so devastating. Like that hurt. What is with them two? <laughs> they're weirdos, dude. I think they're both on drugs. <laughs> Like, it's just altered their social awareness. Like, what if they're, like, socially handicapped? You mean diabetic? (laughs) All right. Let's go now to another scene. The final scene. Yeah. So we go back to Metropolis. Specifically, Luther Corp. Specifically, back to Lionel's (laughs) office. And, oh, we're listening to some opera music. He's looking crazy. Hair's down. It looks a mess. He looks tired. His shirt's all... his, his, His clothes are all loose. And what is the music a, a serial killer would play? Siri played that for me. Yeah, Alexa play. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, Lionel's over here looking at the paperwork on his desk, and it's like, what do you call that look? Like concerned, distraught, like kind of maybe freaking out. But we see what it is: is that his liver disease diagnosis is considered terminal as in no chance sucker so what does he do he grabs a case off his desk big black box sorry his shelf brings it out big black box opens it well he contemplates a little bit before opening it he's drinking his whiskey hey that's good for your liver it's really good really good yeah especially when you have disease yeah whiskey heals all he just chugs a glass that's all he's doing right he's just chugging and so he, the opera music's still playing. He's sitting down, and he's opening the case. And he opens it, and it's a slow transition here. You know what's cool is that in my notes, I was like, oh, man, he he has to be pulling out some kryptonite right now. He has to maybe grabbing some of the remaining mason jar of Clark's blood. We're going to get some crazy stuff here from Lionel. Yeah, I bet you were really excited about that. But you know what we do get? We get him pulling out a nice gun. A handgun. Why? Yeah, why indeed. Why is he plotting? So a gun? he looks at it and it's like when you pull out the gun, it's like, oh, are we killing ourselves? I put in the notes, this is stupid. Nah, dude. Lionel's desperate and he's a pussy. This was so the whole attempt. He's a coward. Um everything that Lionel did now would make zero sense. That's right. If he's just killing himself. But he got the diagnosis. Maybe he didn't have terminal yet. What do you mean he didn't have terminal? He just told that doctor that he is terminal. Yep, you're right. 
And so he already knew. So him hiring that, that doctor is strange. Is like, stupid. why do that? Why would you even go through the trouble, especially when maybe it's- he just wasn't about all the trouble anymore? We're just like, whatever. I'm a coward. So he wasted all this time. So yeah, Lionel's dead, dude. No, it's not, and I'm actually it- disappointed in the in the show overall. Come on, just pan to the credits and then let us hear a gunshot. Mm. But you didn't do that. And I thought you, I was going to hear a gunshot. Me too. And I was waiting for it. And instead, I'm just automatically thinking, oh, Lionel didn't do it. He really is just a bitch. And this was all just for attention. Even for us audience, he's looking at us going, please look at me. Come on. Guys, look at this hair. It's messy. Make sure my hair is donated to my son after I die. <laughs> Make sure you put it on my tombstone to my hairless son. <laughs> <laughs> well... We end credits on that. What a beautiful episode, huh? Well, at least we were able to explain the time warp, which I even told you you have to add that now to the list. Kryptonite time warp. Kryptonite time warp. (laughs) A combination of rocks, mud, water, sorry, rain. Telephone pole. Telephone line. And earth, I guess, because ground, it's in the ground mud. Earth, wind, water, hot. All our powers combine. You have formed Captain Planet. Captain Planet. Yeah. Yeah, so... Don Cheadle. We kn- <laughs> that one's great. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, that was in a crisis again. Lots of better moments, definitely, with the wormhole thing. Uh, Lionel's a pussy. Uh, he has that same liver disease. Uh, that's supposed to be rare, but yet he magically found Adam's dead, so you can't even do the voice anymore, dude. So you know what I'm a little upset with about Lionel and the disease before I get to the voice? Because, yeah, it's very heartbreaking. I'm going to have to have somebody else that's able to have that voice, but I don't think I can ever do it again because there's no way in hell nobody's as douchey as Adam. No, I don't think so. But I do also have to say I'm a little disappointed in Smallville for this. I thought that his disease would have been caused from kryptonite. I thought we were going to get because Lionel has been just doing all the experiments in the world with this thing that that's where the disease is coming from is for how much he's been around it. So it's like the radiation of it has affected him just like we've even seen with Lex and the glove in the future and also with even the animation and also with other episodes that we have seen Lex have that kind of weakness, that hindering that The Rock does create. And that's what I thought that Lionel would have, because for God's sakes, he sleeps with kryptonite at this point. That's true. Yeah, I just, it, I mean, it just came out of nowhere with this whole liver thing. Yeah, I feel you. It really did. I mean, even after, like, the whole terminal, like, he's tr- doing all this trouble. You know? Yeah, it, it just, it was, I needed more and better. This just seemed like it came out of such left field where I was disappointed with the overall result. Again, even with the black box opening at the end, I'm like, this is dumb. Lionel is a character that would never do this. Hmm. Wait, wait, he's going to write a suicide note? That's not Lionel. Yeah, hey Lex, you have no hair, haha. And also, Lionel even said, what, do you think I'm that sloppy when it comes to killing people, but yet I'm going to make it sloppy when I kill myself? I mean, he won't have to worry about shit unless he's dead. Yeah, but Lionel would still be classy about it. Lex would probably become a whole good person after his dad's gone. (laughs) I don't know if he would at this point. I don't understand Lex. 
Well, it's because daddy's in the mix. If his dad was gone, I think he'd be okay. Maybe, but Lex still doesn't make sense. I don't know if he's a good person. I don't know if he's bad. I don't even think Lex knows who he is. <laughs> his name's Alexander. <laughs> call me Alex now. No, I'm not going to call you that. <laughs> uh, it's Drew. It's Drew. Drew now. <laughs> what? Yeah, I'm not going to call Drew, you. I go by Drew. Call me Drew. Yeah, I'm not doing that. That's fine. I can't control what you do. I can only control what I do. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so, yes, we are done with Crisis. We, last two episodes, man. I don't know. Just overall. So what you're telling me is that next episode is going to be great? I don't know. Maybe. I hope so. Damn. So this is really going to be the last one. I know. Without a kid, dude. Without a child. Crazy. I'm about Crazy. to be an adult. So after this one, yeah, episode 17, and it starts with Legacy, bro. Look how weird Legacy, that is. dude. Next episode, that's crazy. So when you have your child, next time we record something, we'll be, you have a child. Your legacy in your hands. Yeah, and then I'll be able to introduce him. I'll be able to hold him up like I am Rafiki from The Lion King, and I'm going to show him to the world, and I'm going to say, this is my blood. Technically, you're semen. Well, is that Rafiki semen? <laughs> <laughs> Basically, he's your man juice. Gotcha. Yeah. So I need to create a red powder and then put my thumb in it and then put it across his forehead. No. That's how I mark my child. That's what I call a crisis. That no matter what, there's a crisis involved. Anything I do is a crisis. Yeah. Well, you know it's a crisis also if you don't follow us on all of our social channels such as YouTube and Twitter, okay? So do that. Again, this is a Somebody Save Me podcast. We'll be back next week with Taylor as a father. I'll still hate him just as much. I can't believe you don't want to name your son Pete. <laughs> I'm not entertaining this. <laughs>